recording this in the month of October, which means Halloween coming up at the end of the month. Reese's peanut butter cups. Mm, sounds so good. Reese's dots. Pieces. I love dots. This is the only time of year I eat dots, but they're good. And okay. I know people don't like them, but. Well, now, when it comes to candy we don't like, I like, I think they call them Mary Janes, but they come in black and orange. <laughs> And they've got a gob of peanut butter in the middle of them. Yeah. A lot of people gripe about yeah. those. Yeah. Send them to me. Um, so this episode's all about Halloween candy. No, it's not about Halloween candy. Don't that ever would give be... me circus peanuts. But I also like candy corn, and other people I don't like, like candy corn. I like candy corn as well. How, okay, I even like how, the pumpkins. How, oh, no, no. I like now, the pumpkins. Now we've got into heresy. But how do you eat your candy corns? I want to know that. I mean... I've gotten to where I do eat the pumpkins a lot more, but I used to bite each color. Oh, I would yes. I would bite yes. the little tip. Of you the... start with the white, then <laughs> yes. you go to the bottom. Yeah, and the yellow, then yes. the orange. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, now that I see we're in agreement, yeah. we can continue our Yeah, so, I mean, feel free to comment how you eat your candy corn <laughs> if you want to. Um, so this episode is going to be focused on Halloween with the main focus of should Christians observe or, dare I say, celebrate mm-hmm. Halloween. Yeah. So I, I, I get asked this question every year about this time. And and in full disclosure, let me just say, my answer has vacillated over the years. So kind of a weird story, funny story, but I grew up in a super legalistic church. I mean, women did not wear slacks. Um, you know, women, women always had longer hair, um, you know, absolutely no use of alcohol. Some didn't even play sports on Sunday. I mean, it was that strict. Every year, we had a gigantic Halloween party. And I'm not talking about one of those Christian harvest parties or the trunk or, the trunk or, treat. or treat. No, 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 no. I'm talking about spooky hayride with zombies coming out of the woods. I'm talking about one year they had a dead calf like laid out. the church out. would do this? The church would do wow. this. I mean, it was a full-blown horror show. And, you know, chainsaws and, and so forth. So, you know, it's 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 kind of weird. It's kind of unusual. <laughs> it's very, uh, for a church yeah. to do something like that, it's very oh, yeah. unusual. But I, I it, and of course, this was the 70s, but I'm multiple churches. And then in the 80s, they started this thing, um, basically, and I'm not trying to be era or controversial here, but the idea was we'll scare the hell out of them. And <laughs> <laughs> literally, yes, right? <laughs> so they would have haunted houses and trails and so forth. And at the end, and a lot of them had a, some kind of story about somebody who died and went to hell. And at the end, they would have a gospel presentation and kids would pray, right? Oh, so those goodness. were very popular in the 80s and 90s. So the church has had a weird relationship <laughs> yes. with this holiday. Interestingly, it has spiritual origin, um, not for me as a Protestant uh, evangelical, but the Catholics and, and um, Eastern religions actually uh, uh, celebrate this uh, on the first, I think it's a Sunday after Pentecost, like so the Eastern Orthodox Church. But in the Catholic tradition, the Western so-called Christian Church, um, they celebrate on November 1st what is called All Hallows Day, and it's a day of prayer for the dead. And they believe that, you know, you can get them out of purgatory hmm. uh, by praying for them. Of course, I don't believe any of that, yeah, but that's yeah. what they believe. And <clears throat> and so to counter it, pagans did something before All Hallows Day on the night before, which would be October 31st. And that's what was called Halloween or... Uh, All Hallows uh, Eve. Eve. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's where the origin of this came from. So it does definitely have uh, pagan roots to it. There's no question. So um, 
why are people opposed to it? Just the holiday itself. So it does have pagan roots. I know we this would be a whole nother episode. Maybe we can do it in December. People claim Christmas had pagan roots as well. So a lot of things we celebrate today has pagan roots, according to you know some yeah. scholars. Well, so even Christmas and Easter have pagan origins. Um, it was common among Romanism even before it was Roman Catholicism. But Romanism, when they would Romans would take over an area, they would um, overtake their symbols, um, their, in, in fact, the Arabs did this too during the Crusades and and, and so forth, the Muslims. But it's been tradition, like they would build a mosque on top of a church or they build a church on top of a pagan temple. Even the Pantheon in Rome eventually had a church that was in the, at the Pantheon. So this, this was kind of, and so they would do the same with their holidays. They would take, Christ was not born on December 25th, but what they took <laughs> yeah. was that holiday and they put a Christian spin on it, so to speak. So this isn't all that, you know, that uncommon that our major holidays, but let's, let's, I mean, I think even the most um, strongly opinionated person has to admit that Halloween is on an all, a uniquely different level of mysticism, spiritualism, uh, darkness, you know, the, you have the devils, you have the witches, you have the ghosts, you have, mm-hmm. you, you have, you know, zombies and bloody things. Um, and all of this, it speaks of spiritual darkness to counter what was All Hallows Day. And so it makes, logically, it makes some people uncomfortable. It makes even secular people uncomfortable just simply because of the depth of the, the grotesqueness and the darkness and the violence that comes with it. In more recent years, by the way, I would say this to me is also concerning, is that it has also become a very sexual holiday, particularly for adults yeah. that have very risque costumes and, and uh, you know, reports of orgy-type festival things that go on on, on Halloween. So, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has to admit it can be problematic. So I think we need to differentiate between the two, though. It feels like a good point to do that, how adults try to celebrate Halloween versus how children and families try to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, I think one of the things we, we acknowledge is that a lot of parents let their kids go trick-or-treating. Um, and, you know, it's all about the candy and dressing up and having a good time, um, you know, bobbing for apples and playing fun games and carving pumpkins. And even some will have problems with the carving of pumpkins because they were supposedly to ward off demons um, and, and and so forth. And, and, and I will tell you, in, when my children were young, we made a decision that no, we were we would not um, celebrate. Now I take that back. The first year, I think we were so excited to have kids. Uh, we took them in their strollers through the mall and got candy. I think Dad was more excited about getting the candy than, than anything. <laughs> but we dressed them up, took pictures, and sent them, you know, to grandparents and so forth. But they, <clears throat> we got to a point where we said, no, we're just not comfortable with this. Plus, as a pastor, I felt like it was a little controversial, and so the pastor, I always try to err on the side of you know good judgment on these things. But as my kids got to be eight, nine, 10 years old, they started asking tougher questions. So we kind of reached a compromise in my family. Again, I'm telling you this not because I think you should do what I do did. Um, and some will criticize me on both sides for, for my position. I'm used to that. So it's not a big deal. But we let our kids dress up and then we would, but we wouldn't let them dress up in something dark. We Usually a historical or a superhero mm-hmm. or a princess or something. We would go with them to collect some candy in a little bag. And they really didn't know what we were doing 
going to, other than getting free candy, they were pretty excited about that. So, and, and that was the extent of how we, we don't decorate our yard. We didn't do anything extra, but we, you know, we compromised a little and some people would say that was too much. And I, I, I can agree with, you know, you know, your heart, and your intent on that. Um, now, then I went to a church. Uh, I pastored a church that had a tradition of doing what they called was a harvest celebration. And it was held as an alternative to Halloween. And it had hot dogs and hamburgers and uh, carnival rides and games and all kinds of fun stuff. And kids were asked not to dress up or if they dressed up to dress up in something pretty passive. Uh, interestingly, what happened, and we presented the gospel and things like that. What kind of happened with that was, was that a lot of kids did both. <laughs> they were just Came making their first, rounds. Went to uh, trick or treat yeah, get, later. Getting a free hamburger and hot dog, then going out and trick or treating. Um, you know, so again, it's kind of complicated in the way different churches respond to it, which is why I thought we ought to do a a broadcast on it. Well, and, and growing up in the church myself and, and there's just multiple things that happen that night and, I don't know which one truly is right or wrong because you have those that say, hey, I'm going to set up a block party in my cul-de-sac and I'm going to hand out tracts that night. And uh, for those of you who don't know what tracts are, they're just little pamphlets that have the gospel in them. So I'm going to hang out and have a party and do that. And then some are like, well, no, we're going to go trick or treat and do our own thing. And then others, like you said, have a trunk or treat or some kind of Halloween celebration, not a Halloween, a harvest celebration at their churches. But then some would push back on that and even say, well, aren't you secluding yourself at that point? If you're at the church that night, couldn't you be out? And is Halloween the night to even spread the gospel, I think, is another question yeah. of it. Is is that the moment you're going to find somebody on the street trying to get some candy and say, "Hey, let me tell you about Jesus while you're dressed as a zombie"? I don't, yeah. I don't have an answer for any of that, and I'm just asking those questions of those multiple different facets of how Christians try to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, well, I grew up Baptist, and I still identify theologically as a Baptist, even though I attend and work at a non-denominational church. But I believe something very strongly called soul autonomy. In other words, we will give account to God for what we do with truth, how we respond to the Holy Spirit in our life, how we respond to temptation and other things that go on in our life. And that when we stand before God, we're not going to be able to say, well, my church did or didn't, or uh, the culture did or didn't. It is going to be whether what I did or didn't do. And and I believe there's scriptural cautions for us to, to not draw lines um, you know, without thought, and also recognizing that among people from different backgrounds and different experiences, they may draw their lines in different places. For instance, Colossians 2.16 says, let no man pass judgment on you in question of food or drink, or with regard to a festival, or a new moon, or a Sabbath. And this is being written to the church at Colossae. And the idea was, quit judging everybody else for what they're doing on the Sabbath, or not doing, or, or you know, when they celebrate a festival of the new moon or something, uh, or whether or not, you know, what you're eating, whether you're eating, you know, red meat or meat that's offered, or that you bought down at the Temple Square, or, you know. So, so in other words, don't become the judge. Consider what you're doing in your own mind. Romans 14 verses 5 and 6 says, One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. Now, the operative word there is an honor to the Lord. So make sure that your your spirit, your attitude, your observances, and so forth, honor the Lord. This is kind of where I came down with, with Halloween in that uh, like you said, we could we could turn it around, and um, and and 
explain to our kids, we're not going to dress up as a witch. We're mm-hmm. not going to dress up as a zombie. And here's why. But we are going to dress up like this because we want to have fun and so forth. And then, and, and we'll hand a track out with the people that come to our house or whatever. Romans 14 um, you know, says, as for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not in a quarrel over opinions. One person believes he can eat anything while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eat despises the one who abstains. Let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master, and here's the sole autonomy thing, that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld. For the Lord is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than the other, while another esteems all days alike. Each one, this is key, each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. So this is where I think we apply this principle of grace that that says you may say it differently than see it differently than I do. And 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 it's not a problem to have an opinion or to express your opinion. But at the end of the day you don't break fellowship. You don't judge them. Um, you, you, you don't break friendships over this. You observe it in your house. And this is where parental responsibility is important. Fathers and mothers, you make the decision, you talk about it, you pray over it. When you've become convinced in your own mind, that becomes a policy for your own home. You say, well, the church sends a different contradictory message. The church is filled with people. The church is the people. It's not an institution. It's a conglomeration. So you're going to have lots of areas of, of difference in the church. And you have to be okay with that. And by the way, there's a spiritual lesson about unity and harmony that can be learned in saying, we're not going to make this a fellowship issue. We may disagree, but we disagree graciously. We'll practice how we practice in our own home. You practice how you're going to practice in your home. Yeah, I I think that's important, not just for Halloween, but everything else that we go through as believers and Christians. I've, that... known, I've known Christians who won't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, 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 I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah, and these three verses I think lay out lay it out perfectly that you know we're questioning food and drink and festivals and all these other things. And but if we're doing it before the Lord, and we can do it honorably, and we can do our conscience stays clear with, within what we're doing, I do think we need to to not break fellowship over it because I, as you've said, I've seen in the past people get upset and angry to know that you're how dare you celebrate Halloween? That is the devil's holiday. Don't have anything to do with it. You know, in our house, for example. Halloween is fun. We enjoy it. We have little kids. It's fun to watch them dress up. They love the idea of getting candy. But we do have a pretty hard and fast rule of we're not doing zombies and devils and demons and mm-hmm. none of that. Ghosts, all of that stuff. We we abstain from that. But if they want to dress up as a police officer or as a kitty cat or as a whatever, they dress up as those. They were Power Rangers last year. Yeah. We walk around. They get some candy, come home and eat it. It's a fun, safe holiday from that standpoint. And we do differentiate between demons and kids out getting candy. Yeah, and your five-year-old is oblivious to the demonic, or and I, hopefully, you know, yeah, no, absolutely. origins of it. I mean, yeah. we want to we want They're keep... oblivious to it because we're aware of it, because it is Good real. Point. Good it's point. not. It's not something to play with. Yeah. It's not something to uh, unwillingly invite into your home, and we're conscious of that, and so we do everything we can to protect our children from those things. Yeah, and when we were out trick-or-treating, um, we lived in a neighborhood in South Florida, and it was very, very diverse. We would avoid the houses that you knew were taking that to that level. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. you, you knew that they had the spooky music 
playing outside. And we just avoided it. We just kept saying, hey, let's go on this side of the street right now. And kids didn't even really understand what we were doing. We just were protecting them. And I think that's part of the reason why parents ought to be walking with them. When they oh, go. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we see so many kids that are way too young to be out by themselves walking by the way, around. Did you know that in terms of money spent, Halloween is number two? Is it really? Two. It's behind Christmas, but it's number two. In I guess that's not surprising there. between candy and costumes and, you know, I mean, you walk into any costume shop and it's, you're well, spending. <laughs> my mom for years used to give out full-size candy bars. I wanted to drive to Missouri just to go by her house. I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that's the house everybody went to. Yeah. And I know everybody's buying costumes now. I mean, we used to make costumes. Oh, yeah. But, I was an astronaut one year that mom made and a clown one year. Mom made it every yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. I cut the letter P out of a uh, giant cardboard and put black around my eye and I was a black eyed pea one year. That was how original. <laughs> and it cost uh, next to nothing. So And he was 17. <laughs> <laughs> that was last that was last year. <laughs> no, seriously, when I was in my teens, my friends and I would would uh, dress up and, and go trick or treating and people would say, Well you're kinda tall. Well at least we weren't toilet paper beating people's houses that night. Right? Yeah, that's much, much better. We used to take pillowcases around it, exactly, uh, to make yeah. sure those got filled up as well. So I know we talked a little bit about some of the alternatives, but what would what are some that you would recommend for for parents if they have older kids or they are kind of leery of getting out and involved in that uh, holiday, what, what do you recommend? Yeah, I mean, even if you decide, look, we're just not going to observe uh, or whatever, um, I don't think it's a bad idea and I don't think it's a compromise uh, to to say, you know, we're not going to celebrate this, but let's do something fun that night. Maybe you go to a movie. Maybe you maybe you uh, have a picnic in your living room and, and, and they get candy that night. Uh, uh, I, I think a wise parent... You know, I think it. I think it would be um, unnecessary. I want to be careful because, again, I'm not going to judge your motivations, whatever. But you know, if you line your kids up on the couch and put them in Sunday clothes to ward off the evil spirits and and say we're going to pray silently the whole evening, um, you know, with all the lights on, and that that may be <laughs> that may be a little over response. <laughs> and uh, there's some experience behind actually what I just said. So I, I, I think, you know, again, we remember children are children. They process like children and our role as parents is to lead our children in, into truth and to light. So, um, but, you know, I think if a church does have a harvest party, I had this problem when I was a, a Christian school principal. You know, half my parents wanted to burn the place down if we didn't do Halloween. The mm-hmm. other half wanted to burn it down if we did. Yeah. And so we compromised by calling it um, as a harvest day or whatever. And we sent out specific you can dress up as historical characters, this, you know, and, and that. And it was the compromise that seemed to work for from. And I've said to parents, look, if you don't want to do any unit of that, then keep your kid home that day. It's mm-hmm. not a big deal. But, um, you, you know, you're, we have to realize this. In a pluralistic society, we're going to reach different conclusions, even within the body of Christ. So with that, let let our words be seasoned with grace, Scripture tells us. You know, let us, let us not look to be divisive. Um, and even if you're taking a more conservative stand, do it graciously. Just simply say, um, you know, for our family, we just we've made some decisions uh, privately that we just don't observe, and and let it go at that. Everybody knows why. Um, you don't have to say, well, I just you know, no no time to preach the sermon there, um, but uh, just be gracious in, in the process. 
there was one year, a couple years ago, just an idea out there. If you don't want to send your kids out into the neighborhood or go out with them, it was raining a couple years ago on Halloween. And so me and my wife had some candy that we were going to pass. out. It was raining hard. So nobody was out and about. And so we just shut our doors around our house and let our kids come up to the bedroom door and knock on it. And we opened, they said trick or treat and we gave them some candy. Yeah. So something we did within the confines of our own home. So there's another alternative. Somebody Because when it comes right down to it, it is all about the candy. It is all about the and candy. And by the way, I just want you to know that I believe in the principle of tithing your candy as well. <laughs> <laughs> and and usually your pastor's too old to trick or treat. So I just think all you boys and girls out there, I think it's just a wonderful thing if you tithe your 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 candy and not not the crummy candy. I mean the good candy too, and to bring it by your pastor. He'll love you forever. And see, this is a good <laughs> lesson for your children in economics as they get older, because you could consider the the candy yeah. that the parents take is like tax, and then you tithe the other candy yeah, so to the local church. One for the pastor, three for mom and dad, and the rest you can keep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we I'm, have I'm, given... I'm being silly. You know what? One time I did say that. I said, I, you know, I'm looking for... And, and some parent brought their kid by with... with and I felt so bad, because I was really... T- I'm diabetic. Don't kill me, all right? So... <laughs> <laughs> I was just joking, and apparently they took me seriously. I mean, we've given a lot of practical tips on this episode. Uh, costumes to wear, um, how to trick-or-treat, what candy to bring to your pastor and to your parents. <laughs> so um, before we close out, because we're, we're about to end, what overall—I mean, we've, we've been kind of light on the subject, but what overall should a Christian's response be to Halloween, what it's become now? Yeah. I th- I think all of us can find reason to exercise caution. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a no-brainer. Um, I think it's a teachable moment. Um, whether you, you you know you you do it partially or not at all, um, I I believe part of the responsibility of a parent is to use the moment to say, now this is what we believe, and mm-hmm. let's examine this in light of Scripture. Uh, get them involved. Ask them, what do you think we should do? What do you think? Do you think it's wise for a Christian to do X or Y or Z? So use that as a teachable moment, but also use it as a teachable moment to teach grace. And and uh, I'm not talking about tolerance in in the you know the left wing woke point of view, but I am I'm saying this: in the body of Christ, unity is not a natural reflection of the human condition, even though we're believers. Unity must always be fought for, whether it's in your home, in your marriage, in your church. And so let's not let Satan uh, exacerbate a holiday that he had a lot of fingerprints in by causing it or allowing it to cause discord and fussing among the believers Mm. as well. Yeah. Well, this has been a great conversation, Dan. Fall is one of my favorite times of year. You have Thanksgiving, Christmas at the end of it, and then you have Halloween, uh, just a lot of holidays to celebrate. It's a lot of fun, but make sure that the fun that you're having is with your family and that it does honor honor Jesus, because that's, as believers, what we should seek out to do uh, every single day, not just on holidays. So really examine uh, yourself and how you feel about that holiday and do what's best for you and your family. But again, don't break fellowship with fellow believers over something as simple as going out and trick-or-treating to, to get some candy. So anyway, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Life Talks. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.